When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Rafka Bashram D as Hackmaster. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant Bernard. We'll be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. The day I was born, I couldn't sing this high. <laughs> that is I high. I can't no either, so way. don't feel bad. No. Well, they can, they can fix that hormonally now. Yeah. Only if I go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose that, that is true. Beautiful. <laughs> I suppose that is true. No we question about it. have Kristen on. Kristen. Hello. Kristen. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing extremely well. Now, Alex is all jacked up to talk to you about the Grammys. Okay, I love how so he I'll says I'm jacked up to talk to you about the Grammys. <laughs> I just said, we can talk to her about the Grammys. Yeah, she's <laughs> jacked up. You went like this. We can talk about the Grammys. I the Grammys. Like, I'm just right. being... I'm not, not right. jacked you up. Too. I didn't even I didn't even watch them, so I don't know. I just know Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish won everything. She did. She, she won did. all four, uh, the major categories, and she's just turned 18, which is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. She. I did see she won for best new artist and best face to put a cigarette out in. <laughs> oh, that's that video that we yep. saw. That's her. That's her. The one they put. Huh. They put what? her cigarettes out in her face for some reason. Yeah. Does know anybody why. know the reasoning behind that video? I don't. To be Anyone? edgy. No. Would, would, this was 
recently or just as in yeah. the distant past? Yeah. Yep. No, recently. She had a music video where people were just putting cigarettes out in her face. It just sounds like edgy, you know. It was very, I think, I thought it was quite disturbing, like personally. Like I said, Kurt Cobain, part two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose. Think I said I, that. I just, I really, I just don't okay. think it's a good idea to show young children that, mm. and then they think that's a good thing for me to do. Right? Yeah. It, it's not really a good thing for anyone to do, honestly. Or, or to portray no. in, in something like right. that, public. Yeah. Yeah, I've never put a cigarette out in my own face. I know it's hard to believe. You're missing out. Anybody else's face. No? Nah, probably not. We're probably okay. Not to your recollection? Probably okay. You know what I'm saying. It's it's probably fine. I guess that's what the kids like today. They like to see the (laughs) uh, cigarette burns. Well, the kids really smoke. I mean, I know a lot of them do a a jewel and things like that, Mm -hmm. but they smoke the way they did, say, 15, 20 years ago? I don't think so. But I have Let's a friend. I, I have a friend out. that is a doctor, and she said that she's like, people smoke their entire lives and get lung cancer at 50, but kids vape and they need lung transplants at 20. Oof. What? Yeah, vaping is way worse for you. Way there's, worse. there's no regulation. They don't know what's in it. It's just like. Well, they know what's in oh. the, the ones that are produced. They don't yeah. know the ones when you start vaping stuff that's. Not regulated, bought illegally. Ninety-nine point nine percent of these, you know, vaping killed my kid thing was they were smoking a bunch of, you know, just street drugs. Right, right. Yeah. It's not oh. vaping itself; it's vaping things that are poisonous to begin yeah. with. So just like when you yeah, when you when you do that. when you get your heroin, your your, your balloon of heroin, mm-hmm. you, you know, Kristen, you're familiar with this. You get your balloon of heroin and you <laughs> melt it in the spoon. Well, sometimes they dilute the heroin with ground up porcelain. So when you inject uh, it, it gets lodged oh, in your God. lungs and you get pulmonary fibrosis. I that, literally like what? <laughs> that is this is years gone what? by. That, that's exactly what? a condition as a result of uh, in you know, IV drug use. And, Why don't uh, they use something at least that's non-toxic? Because you know, like they don't care. care. <laughs> yeah. They got the money. Why do they? What do I they care? You know, when you buy illicit drugs, they don't care. They yes. just don't care. There can be paraquat on the marijuana, fentanyl in the marijuana. They don't care. It's not a bunch of but hippies see, that you know believe in organic stuff. But 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 that's a short-term business plan. Because don't you want your junkies to come back over and over I again? Think all junkies do you want are them to die? Pretty short-term. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they're I'm just saying. People. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know they, they've looked they've looked at the spreadsheet and that's uh, that's what they've gone for. Yeah. Mm, I don't like it. Well, in good news, I did look up the smoking statistics, and in the past 13 years, it's gone from 21 percent to 14 percent. So oh, there wow. you go. Oh, that's a good drop. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Is. Yeah, I really see. I I mean, I see kids vaping all the time, but I rarely see a kid with a cigarette in their hand. When huh. I feel like when I went to school, it was way more common. Yeah, it's anytime I see someone smoking, it's like thirty or older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh really? People who have yeah. been smoking for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think hmm. it's stopped very much in Europe and Asia. You go anywhere, and it's oh, like God, people Japan? are smoking like crazy. The weird thing about Japan, though, is that they smoke a lot, but their lung cancer rates aren't any higher than ours are. They have some oh, sort fish. of. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of their diet is healthy, that's it why. It could be their diet, it could be genetic, it could be the kind of cigarettes they smoke. Who knows? Or they smoke American Eagle. Yeah, they can smoke all they want. American Spirit. No, it's American Spirit is the name of it. American they Spirit. Oh, Come on. Right. Organic, the organic cigarettes. One. Organic Japanese cigarettes. Spirit. So, uh, Kristen, do you look at the red carpet? Uh, a lot of a couple of guys are like fashion forward here. You know, I uh, just like at the... Uh, the Golden Globes? Was it Golden Globes? Yeah. The, the well, I think it's becoming pretty common. You have someone like Billy Porter, who yeah. everybody wants at their award show, first of all. And he's won everything so far. He's almost an EGOT winner. He has a Tony. He's got an Emmy. He's got a Grammy. All he needs left is an Oscar. So you want him to show up. And he's really someone that's like pushing the envelope when it comes to what fashion means. Yeah. And that there are no definitions yeah. of it, actually, because you can sit there and if you want to wear a dress, wear a dress. If you want to wear a pantsuit, wear a pantsuit. If you want to wear a tux, go ahead. Yeah, but the black guys seem to be the fashion-forward guys. They're the ones that are setting the pace and uh, and everything. Uh, the picture of, uh, uh, you know, was it uh, Lil Nas? 
same thing in the pink mm-hmm. uh, deal. I mean, they, yep. they, they seem to set uh, a real fashion standard, which, you know, I think is admirable based on <coughs> guys getting dressed up in a black tux and a black tie. I think that's getting kind of boring. It is kind of boring. And, you know, everyone else has to kind of push the envelope. They're like, how can I push the envelope? But you still have to feel like yourself. You don't want to feel like you're completely in costume. Why not? It's a, it's a show. That's what, it's, that's what the fun well, of it is. Here's what I always think. When you go to a red carpet, you know you're going to be photographed, but you still want to feel like yourself in some way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to be uncomfortable. It's something like I never wear a strapless dress to a red carpet event because all I do is tug on it all night. Yeah, and it's right. so uncomfortable, and I'm self-conscious about it. So you have to find something Me too. that works within your realm. You hate strapless, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do. No, I mean, I, I tug on it constantly. Yeah, and that's <laughs> so and that's a criticism of so many fashions. You know, young, young people in particular will purchase something, try to wear it, and it's just they're socially uncomfortable with it. So they, you know, a young woman will pick a mini skirt and she's pulling it down all the time, and it's just don't wear that. That's not something you should be wearing because you're not comfortable with it. It's okay not yep. to wear it. Yeah, I mean, when I try on on wardrobe for an event like that, I literally do a light test because sometimes you think that it's not sheer. But if you put, like, intense light that you would see on the red carpet, you find that you can see everything. Or you just make sure um, that things look right on camera. So you video it and you photograph it, too, just to make sure that it looks the way you want it to look. Oh, you're right. There's so many times where you see somebody on TV and they're wearing some pattern that just ends up looking just very odd just because of the camera. It happens so often where I think sometimes things look beautiful in person and then they photograph horribly. Or they look awful in person, and you look at, at it on a photograph, and you're like, wow, that looks really good. So you want huh. something that kind of works both ways. Um, right. Interesting. Interesting. Good you, advice. Interesting you go through all that effort to make sure that it's right, um, that, that it looks right. I mean, particularly that light test. Yeah, light test. Get, 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 let's get some red carpet lights on this thing. Whoa, give me some. Give me, you do, give me. Honestly, you need someone to put yeah. a, an intense light right around your butt in your crotch area. Yeah. I know that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And, and probably, like, your chest, too, just to make sure. Because if you're not going to wear any undergarments, you want to make sure everything has lining and everything's covered. Yeah, true that. True yeah, those that. red carpet lights, they're like 800 watts a piece. You're not going to get anything like that anywhere indoors. Most people in Los Angeles at least have a ring light or an LED light at their house. Mm. So that will at least mimic some of the lights. Yeah. Well, that should be a service of, of one of the, of the designer. You'd think that they, yeah, they're putting this thing together. Indeed. You know, a they, good stylist will definitely do that for yeah, you. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's what I need is a good stylist, don't you think? <laughs> I've been saying that. <laughs> what is your yeah, style, you Tom? How do you style describe is, your style? Uh, Golf course. <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> early, early. No, it's not. Okay. Well, no. it is. Okay. You pretty much wear golf course every you know, day. Yeah. And Tom, don't take this wrong. Tom's style is DJ chic. <laughs> that's right, DJ that's chic. Which means that's he either exactly looks like thinking. he just got done working out, but he didn't, or he looks like he's going to a golf course. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Sound just like me. That's all I'm saying. In any case, uh, Andy, how much time do we have in this segment? We've got a good four minutes left. Good. I just wanted to make sure what the situation was. Um, so as far as everything is concerned, oh, by the way, um, I did see the, the new figure on the coronavirus in China. They've admitted up to, because it was 56, and now two days later, 48 hours later, it's 4,500. But I have because a friend who lives in China who told me. It's probably 45,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 well, I have a friend who lives in China who told me it's tens of thousands of people. I'm sure. Yep. So I got this scammy deal going. Who the hell knows what it, it is, but... Tough road to hoe. Has it hit to Africa? It's going to, you know, because of a huge Chinese uh, population in, uh, in Africa, which are native Chinese. And, boy, if it goes there, it, ooh, that's going to be a bad place because it'll go through that place, yeah. you know, worse than the Ebola. I agree. It's, uh, yeah, this is not good, man. So, Doc, what do we do about this? Well, I mean, I, what, I, just stay away from people? Yeah, you, stay, you have to wash your hands, stay away from people. You know, if I was on an airplane, you know, we're going to be on an airplane in a week or so, I may just be wearing a mask on the airplane, pull the Japanese really? thing. Yeah, wear the mask and wipe everything down. Don't touch your face. You know, maybe put gloves on to remind you not to touch your face, your mouth, because that, that's really how it's contact. It, uh, se- what if you're going to have little kids on an airplane? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, that's Spray a risk. thieves, 
thieves all over the place. Because they're, they're just little kids, and little kids yeah, will spread baby. it worse than anything. Yep. You know, I guess my criticism of this is that we, we, have a, an, a, we have a vaccine for Ebola. We're getting a vaccine, I think, for AIDS virus. There's vaccines for multiple other viruses. There's never been a, a, uh, a virus or a vaccine developed for the common cold, which is a coronavirus as well. So it's uh, SARS, MERS, common cold are all coronaviruses. And they're, and they're a difficult thing to um, uh, create a vaccine for. But I was reminded last night by uh, uh, Turtle Dove, in my home, uh, that she, she said, oh, well, the drug companies make way too much money on cold remedies. Why would they ever do anything to uh, reduce it? Because uh, once you, once you, yeah. once you point. the yeah. nasal sprays, the cold yeah. remedies, yeah. the NyQuil, the Tylenol, once you add all that up, <clears throat> man, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. They, they develop a, a vaccine for a, a virus, for the common cold, boom. Nope. That's well, not going to be going to go away. Some people were speaking from the CDC on some news channel, and they were talking about, I thought that they were closing the airports in and out of China because it was so bad. And then all of a sudden they're like, we're encouraging that people don't travel to China. Yeah, well, I think I think the, the Why message, don't they just say no? I think the exactly. message, message there is it's TFL. Too late because it's yeah. everywhere. It's yeah. These people have spread it. Chicago. L.A. L.A. had a confirmed case. Uh, there, was to, there were supposed to be two cases at St. Paul, which uh, uh, proved negative. They didn't didn't uh, pan out, so to speak. That <laughs> poor choice of uh, Japanese referral word. That's a terrible. Con- so, yeah, you know, they, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's it's it's and it's everywhere. And and when it show when they start talking about it in Africa, that's going to be the problem. It's going to be just horrific there. I think I worry. I'm flying next week overseas and. I've already got my medical mask ready to go yeah. for the flight. I, I would, I would wear it. Yeah, overseas I, I, yeah. especially. I would wear yeah. it and do consider wearing gloves. You know, get some, yeah. co- got some co- those cotton uh, editor gloves. Get two pair of those. Wear one pair over just to make mm-hmm. to remind you not to touch your face. Yeah, and I do touch. So, I'm bad about that. So yeah. I have a whole, I have a whole regimen that I do for flying overseas because it's so easy to get sick and grab a cold on yes. the most basic of illnesses. So. We do have to take a break. We'll be right back. But I did uh, I did hear your warning. I uh, will wear a mask wherever I go, especially to the bank. So, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll be right back. More with Kristen Burt. We're going to ask Kristen a, a tough question coming up right after this with the family. Get ready. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with lasik at whiting clinic lasik results may vary talk to your whiting clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential oh god ralph's playing the guitar again here we go there you go here we go 
All right, Kristen, I do have to ask you this because I had to talk to Michelle Tafoya, who is a very good friend of Kobe Bryant's. Oh, uh, did boy. you know Kobe? Um, I had encountered him quite a bit. I had first covered huh. his yeah. race trial um, when I was with Jesse Ventura's show. Um, and then um, encountered him quite a bit over the last few years because he was a regular supporter, believe it or not, of Dancing with the Stars. And oh, yeah. he was there quite a bit in studio. And I also covered him during his Oscars run in 2018. So um, it was interesting uh, covering one aspect of his career that, you know, obviously is a negative part of his story. And then Mm -hmm. sort of seeing a a transformation. And I really do feel like a a lot of that transformation came post-retirement, where he really made an effort to um, have a very purposeful message and do work, I think, that really was um, a, a pass- he was passionate about, you know, things that had meaning to him and his family. Right, right. So it, you take it pretty tough when you, I mean, obviously we all did a 41-year-old guy that has everything in the world, a wonderful family and everything you could ask for. Dead at 41, I think everybody's taking this very hard, don't you? I think so, and I think um, people relate to him on different levels. I don't relate to him as an athlete. I totally recognize that he was an incredible athlete. Um, but I just don't, I'm a Celtics fan, so I just didn't follow the Lakers during his tenure so much. Oh, here um, we go. I know, I know. But however, no, I totally understand, like, how people relate to him as an athlete or how people related to his work after or how people relate to him as a family man. Um, I don't live that far from where the crash site is, and I will tell you that the strangest thing, we've had beautiful weather all last week, we're having beautiful weather this week, Sunday was this really random, weird day where the valley was socked in with fog, which we rarely get, usually the beach communities get. And I went out for a jog that morning, and I thought, wow, this is really weird weather. It was really cold for L.A. at this time, um, and it was hard to see. And so you kind of understand, like, how everything sort of came up to play, and Santa Monica Mountains are there, and if they're socked in with fog, that makes for a really difficult situation. Well, I heard that the uh, cops had grounded the helicopters. Yeah. They had. So I don't understand. Well, Why well, were they allowed to even take off? You know, this is, I, I, and, you know, he, he was a great man, and, I, and I, I'm really happy to hear that his post-career life, he was sort of atoning for maybe some of the uh, things that he realized and yeah, maybe were mistakes in his past life. Mm-hmm. But there, this is an, an expression, just like uh, the young Kennedy kid who killed himself, uh, in the plane, mm-hmm. he was taking lessons, killed the exact himself. Same it, situation. It, 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 was a, it was a yeah. foggier night kind of situation, and yep. what? And I think that people who are rich end up with this thing that money protects me from everything. Mm-hmm. And to, yeah, to, to take a chance of flying in the fog, you know, I think there's your there. It's they 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 take risks, thinking that their money. You know, protects them. So they have this nice helicopter. They have this great pilot, but they think that protects them. You know, this never would have. I know that this this may not have been a, a situation if he would have been in a limo. Well, so Doug and I were actually talking about it during the break yesterday, and the, the weird thing that happened is that the uh, control gave the pilot uh, special VFR permission, which means even though. Situate the situation is bad enough that you can't technically fly purely by visual uh, flight rules. We're going to let you fly through visual fr- flight rules anyway. Oh God! Don't so like he got Don't clearance like to. So it, he wouldn't have gotten SVFR if he was instrument trained, and if he was instrument trained, then this wouldn't have happened. So not Ooh. only should the pilot not have taken off because the uh, climate was so bad that he couldn't see, but they should never have given him clearance to fly under visual no. flight rules. Because that's what I'm uh, saying, is they just should have said no, stay home. People, so it's because it was Kobe, yep, they, they let him go. Exactly. I'm thinking. No but, well, and I say, think the no. other issue, and, and Ralph, you know this from living right here, there are so many small airports that would have been able, he would have been able to land at, including Burbank or Van Nuys, yeah. um, and then hopped in an Uber or a limo or a car service or yeah. something and still have been there on time. And I think that's one of those things. You know, the coulda, shoulda, woulda situation. Um, yeah. I mean, if you land at Van Nuys and get into a car, you are going to be at the game within 20 minutes. Oh, sure. On a Sunday. Sure. You know, in 
you know, they, they, he, he would have been just fine it would, because there's yeah. not much traffic that time of day. And, you know, it, you know, you, that, but it's this idea that I'm famous, uh, you know, and that Kennedy thing was a prime example. He was famous, he had money, and there's this sort of feeling or sense that I, I think that <laughs> that's where that protects me. I can take these chances. But, you know, just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to ever get in a plane where a guy doesn't have uh, a, a instrument training, instrument uh, certification. That's just nuts. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I, I, just very, very sad. You know what I'm trying to do with it, Kristen and, and Ralph, um, is I'm trying to tell people, look, a guy who had everything. He had money. He, had, he was a handsome guy. He was charming, very, yep. very talented. A uh, very, very wealthy man, had a beautiful wife, had beautiful children, four little girls, and it all ended at 41 years old. He's dead and it's all gone. So instead of bitching at each other in a constant, uh, you know, in a constant state, like, let's say between Kristen and her brother, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Feud. Uh, Maybe it's time to stop bitching at one another and live our lives. And you know what? It's not to say you can't work with someone and, and say, hey, look, this has to change. But this constant just slitting each other's throats has got to stop. Yeah. It really does. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think um, it's important that, and again, we're running into a presidential election this year. Um, but people are going to forget this lesson, and they're going to start the mudslinging, you know, in a, in a week's time. And... But honestly, coming together, because listen, people that were Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians all like Kobe Bryant. We all could come together yeah. and mourn him. Why can't we sit there and say, I, you know, I understand and respect that you have your views. I've got mine. Maybe we can find some middle ground on at least one issue. And we can. Yeah, that's all you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't. I mean, that's the whole problem. We can't do it. And I, I find it disgusting that we can't do that. It's... Uh, you know, it's funny, I, I was listening, and, and again, I really don't have a side in this deal. Uh, if Donald Trump's the president, I'll honor him. If somebody else is president, I'll honor them. It's the presidency, I got no problem with it. And, you know, I, I think all politicians are deeply flawed human beings. And I just went over a list of things that our presidents and our senators and our uh, members of, uh, of the House have done in the past. They have murdered people and nobody criticized them for it. How, how now all of a sudden, oh, this is a horrible, the worst thing that ever happened. We have had politicians murder people mm-hmm. and never have to answer for it. So explain to me how that all happened. Because of all the corruption and greed. That's exactly right. It's all corruption and greed. And they got to stop with this stuff. I, I just, well, Kristen, you, you, you're around it, obviously, because you have to cover it and do whatever. It just, isn't it getting old I think it's getting old for me, at least, you know, I can't say, you know, it's so interesting, too, when it comes to everything that's going on in the world, especially with newspapers and magazines, they're all trying to survive. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. if they find like a certain topic is hot, they will write about it over and over and over again. You're like, why do we keep hearing the same five issues or five headlines over and over? Well, it's because all of us are clicking on it. So I always tell people, if you don't, if you're tired of it, make sure not to click. Because the more clicks they get because of that headline or because of that tweet, the more we're hearing the same five things. And I don't think that's necessarily what's going on in the world all the time. What you just said just brought home, Tom mentioned yesterday that Kobe's wife found out that he he was dead and his daughter was, and her daughter was dead. Mm -hmm. From T because of or no TMZ broke the story on the news before she knew. Yep, correct. Um, and I, and that to me, that to me is the most irresponsible thing I've ever heard in my life. Couldn't agree more. And I'm also going to say, on top of all of this, you have to also remember TMZ pays for pays sources for tips. So whomever um, whomever had the tip on the law enforcement side or on the EMT side or mm-hmm. on the flight log side, whatever that was, um, knew that they were going to get a payday from TMZ and obviously knew how to get in touch with them very quickly. Because remember, mm-hmm. it's a Sunday. And I think if you look at their website, I looked around, and there's just like an email um, submission thing. So either you're 
a regular source for them or they have someone monitoring it 24-7, that email to see if a good tip comes in. Mm-hmm. But clearly someone had the hotline to TMZ on something like that. God. Well, yeah, and, I mean, that's always going to happen, though. But TMZ is the news outlet. They're the ones that Har- need to be responsible. Yeah, but Harvey doesn't care. And let me tell you, Harvey's going to get no punishment for this. In fact, he's got two new shows coming on Quibi, which is Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman's new platform that's coming on mobile. That he won't get any punishment. He won't get no one. No one's yelling at him. I see a couple tweets going, "Oh, Harvey, how dare you do that?" That's it. But I don't. Other than the sheriff saying something during the press conference, there's no consequences for what TMZ does, and um, there's no there's no consequences for aiding. The news saying all four daughters were on board that flight either. Mm. And they it's did just, say it's that. It's absolutely I heard the audio repulsive. They did? They said all four? All four daughters. And I was, I kept Jeez, on saying to my why? husband, and people were asking me questions, and I, I only reported that he had, he had passed away because that had been confirmed at that point. We hadn't heard mm-hmm. anything about his daughters. And I'm like, why would he be taking his, you know, six, seven month old daughter with him on a helicopter flight? Like, it just seemed right. kind of weird. Um, it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. So I was like, I don't think that that's the case. And so I was like, I'm holding tight until they've got real answers. And then, of course, sadly, the Gigi news turned out to be true. Um, but yep. his other three daughters were safe with their mother. Yeah, the news, we got to do something about politicians, the news media, oh. and Hollywood lying to us nonstop. That's all they do is lie or make money off our misery. Yeah, whatever happened to rules of conduct? Yeah, that'd be good. I, don't, I, like I feel I get, I'm super cautious about stuff because I hate the idea of fake news all the time. And I hate, I don't want my name attached to fake news, even if it's on a silly Hollywood story. I just don't want it. Right. So, I'd rather sit on a story than be first. I always say I'd rather be mm-hmm. accurate than be first. Yeah, so it's, I like that a lot. So there's been a loss of uh, journalistic or journalism ethics uh, in, oh, in yes. a lot of things. We, I mean, because <laughs> yes, the yes, ethical thing to do would be, you know, have confirmation that the family's been notified before you say, yes. oh, you know, so-and-so, uh, you know, is terribly dismembered and is dead. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely irresponsible. And, but no, nothing's going to happen. No one will vote with their vote with their clicks and just not watch TMZ. Right. And the other thing, you have to remember, TMZ had the news that Michael Jackson passed away 18 minutes after he took his last breath. Think about that. Oh, God. 18 Uh, minutes. That's terrible. So you certainly can't trust your staff. So there must be a lot of money in this. Oh, yeah. No, and that's what I said. You know, I even thought when the sheriff was saying that, I'm like, it's fine to shame him. I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, shaming TMZ. But I'm also thinking you need to take a hard look and do a serious investigation to find out where that leak was, mm-hmm. whether it's in your mm-hmm. own um, yes. organization or whether it was someone else. But that, I mean, you think about poor Vanessa and all those other families because you might have known, oh, my wife hopped on a helicopter this morning with Kobe Bryant. You would probably know that. Right. And all of a sudden you right. hear Kobe Bryant died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. It's all those other families that were affected, too. So what, Absolutely. What do you think the payola is from TMZ to their sources? That's a good question. Ooh, I've got to imagine like where it. a hot tip like a, a Michael Jackson or Kobe Bryant um, passing away, I've got to imagine it's five to six figures. Wow. So they make that much money from something like that. And I also think they're making money regularly. Some of these people... Uh, oftentimes we hear about court cases the second, you know, they're like, so-and-so just filed for divorce, only moments after they filed for divorce, and that's because they do have people in the court system that are saying, hey, we just saw that, you know, Channing Tatum filed for divorce. Wow. Hmm. They got it right away. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, that's amazing that they'll they'll do that kind of thing. Our leaders are jerks, so why don't people act like jerks? That's Uh, what happens. The Ray Rice elevator was worth... $15,000 $15,000 for the video. There you go. Uh, there, yeah. That's the Jay-Z elevator video was 5000 That's it. Very depressingly, Justin Bieber saying the N-word was worth $80,000. Oh, yeah, you throw that N-word out there. It's worth a lot of money now, man. You are so God. stupid. <clears throat> they really are. Uh, yeah, it's anywhere yeah. from $1,000 for a picture to probably five ten thousand $10,000 for a video. Doesn't surprise me. We'll be back.
couple of minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Marvin Gaye, ladies and gentlemen. Who's better than Marvin Gaye? That's what I'd like to know. The answer would be nobody. Nobody. I'm just telling you nobody. So Kristen, uh, Catherine and I went to see The Gentleman, which might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It was horrible. It was a typical Guy Ritchie movie. It was the same exact movie. Well, if you don't like Guy Ritchie's product, then you shouldn't go see Guy Ritchie movies. Well, I do understand that if you haven't... I don't blame you. They're all boring and they're all the same exactly. Then why did you go? (laughs) Because I thought maybe after 20 years he might have something new. But I... Okay, you want to... I I thought it was interesting. They did a very... Whoever did the editing did a great job. And I thought Hugh Grant was abs- was something new for a change. Mm-hmm. And true. I thought he did a great job. I think the acting was good. It's just the storyline is kind of that whole same jumping thing. back and forth from this, you know, it's just the same. We've seen it many times. Yes, we have seen yeah. it. It's true. Okay, you want to hear my Oscar-winning performance? Yeah. In uh, The Gentleman? You ready? Oh, God. Hey, this is Matthew McConaughey, and I'm a gangster in this movie, and uh, I'm very angry right now, and... I'm thinking of shooting you, and if then I shoot you, I'll just go home and I have a little dinner. You sound like Deputy Dog. The guy's terrible. <laughs> he is one of the worst actors I have ever seen. He's just the same thing. He's terrible. Yeah, he really can't do anything else, I don't think. Yeah. What Most... do you think, Kristen? Uh, you know what I find? People get really hungry when they want an Oscar. They get an Oscar, and then they get really lazy, and then they yep. just take the easy paycheck. And that happens to That's a lot of people. True. Huh. It does, yeah, you're right. And then they realize that their career's in fallout, and then they get hungry again. So, um, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, it works. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see Matthew McConaughey circle back at some point. Hey, let well, me tell he's you. everywhere. He's on commercials. He's on... He's, not, he's everywhere. I he think is, he's overexposed, yeah. and I think he needs to just kind of figure out something else to do. I, I have to while. imagine that he's at a certain point where it's like, how much money do you need? How much? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. It's it's. But I just I, don't I wanted think it's to about, like it, and I didn't. I'm sorry. I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about the adulation. It's about all the other uh, their, their compensation. It's not just the money. It's these people, the sycophants that are around them. The fact they have their own trailer. The fact that oh, you know, what would you, you know, it, it's just this adulation that they get when they're on set, uh, which is a real thing, and uh, they just eat that sort of stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Well, they can afford their own trailer. They could just put it in the backyard and sit in it. <laughs> sit on it, baby. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and let's see what else. What else did we see? Oh, we saw a movie called, what was the name of that again? It was called Avalanche, Professor Avalanche or something Avalanche? Yes. What was it, it was called? Profes- Professor Avalanche. Was it Professor Avalanche? E- yes. 
It was, no. wasn't it? No, it was no? not. It was, it was uh, very Paul weird. Rudd, Paul Rudd and Emil, uh, what the hell is Emil's something last name? Something Avalanche. It's something Avalanche. But it was good. Prince not everybody Avalanche. would like it. Prince, Prince Avalanche, there you okay, go. Okay, yes. Which makes no sense. The title makes no sense. No, That's why no you'll sense. never remember it. Yeah. Prince but it was a definitely, it was a... Yeah, it was a fun little. It was a. It was a. It was a. I thought it was a cute indie movie. It yep, was interesting. It was. Most people would uh, hate it. Saw though. On, on a streaming platform, or yeah, yeah, yep, on Roku, on Voodoo. Oh. Yep, we liked it. Um, never had heard of it. No, I never heard of it either. Well, it had a box office uh, draw of four hundred thousand dollars. So, that's oh, it's definitely not a box. It's definitely not a box office movie. No way. It's not. So it didn't even make its money back. No. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, that's too bad. It was actually kind. Of, I don't know. I thought it was. It was. It was just. A, it was a true indie movie with all of its flaws. Wait, wait. No, you have to change that number because Catherine and I kicked in three ninety nine. <laughs> You actually paid so, for it on Zoo? <laughs> well, uh, we figured $3.99 were yeah, like, you know, it's way cheaper than but going out to a have, film. Don't you have Netflix and Amazon Prime with all these free movies at your disposal? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then why would you pay yes, $3.99? Because sometimes it's $4. <laughs> sometimes you can't get them for free. I, I won't pay. I've everything. already paid them. I've already <laughs> paid Netflix. <laughs> oh, you're paid unbelievable. Prime. I know oh, it irritates me too. <laughs> hey, they, hey, you guys hey, are mean to me. Hey, Tom has Tom has premium movie money. That's you know you and I. Yeah, Chris, we don't. He's <laughs> yeah, got the premium big dough. Three ninety nine. So it's nothing. Got to that him. four dollars is nothing. It's a you huge know, dough. The one thing I stumbled in this weekend uh, when Lindsay was gone, I, I I was looking for something on TV to watch. So I I, I, I finally started watching uh, the Expanse that was on the Sci Fi Channel. And I think we touched on that. Man, the special effects, the uh, zero-gravity special effects are fascinating to see. They did an unbelievable job with that. It's very interesting and uh, just a, just a, sort of a typical sci-fi political thing, very much like Isaac Asimov's The Foundation uh, stuff. But it was, it was an interesting uh, show. But the special effects, I can't speak highly enough about very, very well done. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, where they see you see people that... They show them float, just floating in the air, and the women, if you have long hair like women, their hair is just sort of out everywhere. The shoe, one of their shoes might be floating next to them. They have a coffee cup. They just let go of it. It just floats, just like you see. Oh, if there's a, there's a little drop of water that's in the air, uh, it'll, they, they can make it coalesce with their fingers and, and push it into their mouth. Very well done. And, I, and exactly how they did that, I don't know. But, man, a lot of computer power that went into it, I think. Did you binge-watch all four seasons? No, I binge-watched the first season, and I started going into the second season, and I thought that uh, uh, the, the uh, domestic goddess would like to see it with me, but I don't know if it's her cup of tea. A lot, it, kinda, it, it is kind of dismembery. Mm. Be warned. Dismembery. dismembery? Oh, yeah, dismembery. Oh, yeah, dismembery. A, lot of, a lot of that. I like it if someone deserves it. Well, everybody <laughs> deserves it in the end. <laughs> they, they all make it, make it right that they deserve it. Hello, what who is that? it? Oh, is okay. somebody calling into the show? Oh, waiting, probably <coughs> spam. Oh, okay. Yeah, no big deal. I got to read this to you. But okay, that's annoying. Kristen Bird is with us. Next time you're concerned about the state of the world today, consider this: more Americans. Well, I don't want to tell you what they're doing. The heartwarming stat is brought to you the courtesy of a Gallup poll looking at nine common leisure activities. These are the nine most common leisure activities for Americans. You ready? Yep. Okay, Kristen, you have to pay attention. Okay. Okay. As if she <laughs> okay. Stop doing your toenail. Okay, these are nine, nine, the top nine. Went to a zoo. Okay. okay. Visited an amusement or theme park, which, you know, we went to Disney World last year, so we did that. We went to a zoo last year. Went to a gambling casino. Yes, we did that, too. Went to a museum. Yes, Catherine and I are batting a thousand here so far. Yes, look at us. Visited a national or historical park. Did we do that? Uh, Not in America. We did it. In, we did it in Switzerland. This in is in the Germany. past what year? Uh, let's see. Next time you go. Sedona uh, might be a national park. Yeah, Sedona. Yes, yeah, Sedona. 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 I think it's a national monument. But let's. You, you got. I went you to Joshua got, Tree. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Last year, Andy, you're absolutely right. There you go. 2019. Uh, saw live music or theater. 
Huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we did that, yeah. Yes. Attended a live sporting event, yes. Saw a movie at a theater is number two. What was the number one leisure activity people did by far doubling saw a movie or a, at a theater? Stayed home. Uh, <laughs> no. That's projection, Andy. That's, Settle down. That's Andy's world. Ding, ding, ding. That's Andy's the world. world of Andy. Did right Andy's world. What did that nothing. Is. It did nothing. It did nothing. Uh, 10.5% of people went to the library. Really? Huh. Yes, people are starting to read do. a lot more. Yeah, and that's the only thing I didn't do, too. I did. You guys are illiterate. Yeah, you go to the library all the time. I love, I love the library. Books right now. I actually read books, but I get a lot of them sent to me, so I don't go to the library. What are you reading? Right now, I am reading Dancing Man. It's a Broadway choreographer's journey. It's about um, Bob Avion, who's a very well-known yeah. Broadway choreographer from A Chorus Line. Huh. He's got a new book coming out. And Dream Girl, he's a Dream Girl. I have a preview copy. So I get a lot of preview copies. So I wind up right, reading. Right, right. Yeah. I, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me one favor. That if I ever talk to you and you ask me what, what I did today, <laughs> uh, and I say, I went to lunch. If you say to me, well, how was your journey? I'm going to hang up. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a journey now. How you know what I'm saying? Everything's adventure. a journey. How was your adventure? Yeah. Oh, like, you know what I'm really sick of hearing? Salad bar. You know what I'm sick of hearing? What? In the season of my life right now. Oh Lord. Yeah. I'm what? in a season. Is that? I'm in a season of change. The season of my life. I'm oh, like, God. are you in season oh, of love? God. Winter? What are you Hubble. talking about? Yeah. Or winter, I, I guess that. that's when you're gonna croak. Yeah, it used to be oh, the nice. four seasons of your life, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're a child, yes. you're a young adult, you're a middle aged adult, and then People- you're Old. People just use it as like if you're going through a type of change at all, then now it's like that's a season of your life, I guess. I don't know. Oh, is it? I guess uh, a, se- a season of my life. You can think, yeah, social media for all these little catch memes. Here are yeah. the two seasons I'm in, as far as my lovely wife is concerned. Number one is you're old, and number two is God, you're such a child. So those are the two. Wow. I am not nearly as mean as you tell everybody. <laughs> I've said this before. I'm mean, but not as mean as you say. I've said this before, Tom. You're a saint for living with this. You're an absolute saint. Oh, it's for unbelievable. It's terrible what you have to no, live with. Yeah, non-stop that's harassment. how it is. It's non-stop have to put harassment. Men in their lives. <laughs> yes. Oh, here we go. Kristen no, knows. no, no. Here's a great story. My husband was dog sitting for our friends. So he stayed over their house with their dogs because we do cats. It just wouldn't work in our place. So he stayed over the house for the weekend and he came home to food shop in our own fridge. He's like, I'm hungry. What is there? And he like took us over. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. That is my well, husband in a nutshell. I was like, you came home to well, food shop? <laughs> well, I've got, I, I think I can one-up you on that. Uh, I'm leaving this afternoon to go back up to Minneapolis to move. And um, Tom's staying here right with the dog, but... But he has a do- he has a dog sitter twice a day. Come in to walk the dog you and feed it. the dog. Okay. Wow. What's the why? Why is that a problem? That's so pathetic. <laughs> you it's unbelievable. Hey, as soon as you get up at four in the morning, yeah, yeah, he'll be with me twenty. He'll be with me twenty and a half. The twenty-two just, and a half hours. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, as soon as you start getting up at four in the morning to shoulder to the wheel, Uh-oh, you can hey. let me know about uh, uh, walking a dog. Hey, oh, look at the time. Look at the time. <laughs> look at yeah, the time. Look at the time. Let's go. Let's go. That's all I have to say to you. You know, to, 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 you, to use a trite phrase, to circle back. Uh, <laughs> Christian, how, in this season, the idea of choreography has always fascinated me. And to, yes. uh, to design. Uh, movement in, in in that way. How, how do you? Where do those people come from? There's no. There's not like choreography school. You don't go. You know, where, are they dancers or? Where there is, is that? actually. If you go, there is actually choreography classes. If you go to the university level, they will teach you different ways to um, create formation. They'll teach you how to create movement for camera. They'll teach you how to create movement for stage because those things are too opposing forces, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, USC, their Kaufman School of Dance is kind of leading the way on all of that. 
So you can go and you just you take your you take your three hundred or four hundred level classes in movement and design movement design or some it, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's you you actually can take. I mean, USC is, is is so deep in their program that you can take like a one hundred one level type of class and then continue on as kind of a choreography concentration with your degree. Uh, wow. But I will also say the one really amazing thing about the dance industry is that there is a deeply rooted history in mentorship um, yeah. with assistant choreographers and associate choreographers and being mentored. If you show an interest in choreography at a young age, you can probably find yourself attached to an Emmy or a Tony Award winning choreographer, and they will help you uh, sort of break into the industry. It's kind of an amazing secret in the entertainment was Martha, industry. Was Martha Graham a choreographer? Or was she an art, a dance artist? I would say she was both. Okay. Yeah, she yeah, was, she was both, an artistic definitely. director. She was a dancer. She was a choreographer. She was just a director. Um, and choreographers make some of the best directors because they're able to see, um, especially in their head, they're able to see movement through space. So they can direct, obviously they can direct dance very well, but they're also able to direct actors very well. Huh. But Bob Fosse was such a good director. Wow. Uh, so you think you can dance? That's one of the reasons why I like that show is because it seems to highlight the choreography a little bit. It does, and a lot of those choreographers, like Sonia Taya, now has Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Spencer Lift has done a ton of shows. We see a lot of uh, movement back and forth between New York and LA thanks to So You Think You Can Dance. Super. Yeah, that, oh. that, that it really has fast. It's a fascinating design uh, medium. Uh, that I, I never knew anything about. Yeah, and um, Derek Huff, who does a lot of choreography, he's won two Emmys for choreography on TV, um, he says that music is his big, um, hmm. sort of the impetus for how why he choreographs, and he actually sees colors in his head when he hears a, music, a piece of music that inspires him. So they're on a different level Say than something. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Thank you, they are. Movement geniuses. Oh, here he comes. Tom had dashed out. I think he was mad he at me and Tom talking about. Yes, that's he was going to walk. He's going to learn to walk the dog quick. Figure out how to yeah. feed the dog. <laughs> how do you feed a dog? It takes up so <laughs> it takes up <laughs> too much time. I wake up too <laughs> early to do that. He's on YouTube watching a video yeah. on how to take care of a dog. Once again, like I said, as soon as you hunyucks get up at four in the morning and start working and go to bed at ten o'clock at night, well, I mean, feed, get back. Dad, oh, I could do that. I only sleep six hours a night. I could do that. Feeding a dog. Feeding a dog does take up all of three minutes this, a day. This is going nowhere good. Tom? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I'm re they're reiterating my comment. You're a saint for living with us. Absolute saint. <laughs> okay, Kristen. Well, we'd love to schmooze, but it's time for you to go. Well, funny. Time's up. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Yeah, sounds good. Thank you.